When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Happy New Year. This is the main event. Mark's podcast brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Radio Network and Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy, and with me as always, he is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia and the main event collector. He's the big show to my cane. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? Go blue. Uh, well, that's getting edited out. F you. you say that. Me, I leave this podcast. I've already done that <laughs> once this week. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, all right. Well, uh, today, I don't know why you had to start us on a sour note. But well, on a high note, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Uh, good Lord. Screw the Harbaugh's. Screw both of the Harbaugh's this week. But getting into uh, something else, trying to raise raise things after that uh with us today we got it's a third man he is <laughs> he is dw shugart what's up man how you guys doing um so i can't like uh are you a buckeyes fan yeah i'm uh ohio born and raised gotcha that, that had to hurt my dad was from michigan so i have to full rain so it was uh I don't know. I, I can't. I, I, I'm kind. I'm kind of neutral, so it's like really like I'm. Uh, I leave it to you guys on on the whole situation. Uh, being you know from Miami and everything, so I'm just I'm just happy we're bowl eligible. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. that'd be like uh, that'd be like me watching like uh, the Texans and uh, the Sooners. It's like I know it's a big game. I don't really care who wins. <laughs> That's but, how I am with California. This, uh, this is a school that goes <laughs> – this rivalry goes back to, like, even, like, beyond, like, centuries and stuff. So it goes to the Midwest and values, I guess, like the big game, I guess. So Ocean yeah. Beckler versus uh, Woody Hayes. Yeah, well, hey, Ohio stole 
the the rivalry started because Ohio was a state before Michigan, and we literally uh, kicked a couple of people living in tents out of Toledo and said it's ours now, which is why <laughs> Ohio isn't straight across up top. We we go up into Toledo. <sighs> Don't know if that was if we won on that exchange, but either way. Nevertheless, uh, both both schools uh, strong uh, stranglehold on uh, on our country. So. Yep. How it is what it is. Well, and something that had a strong stranglehold on the country back in 2001. What we're talking about today, you like the transition there, Greg? Indeed. <laughs> uh, well, is uh, pro wrestling. WCW was officially dead at this point, and this was just kind of like pouring dirt over the corpse at the, for the main event of this this show, and. All in all, it was a pretty good show, not to ruin final ratings and all that stuff, but I thought it was a fairly good show, and it wasn't like a big one. It was just, you know, uh, it, I, it was... I will say this. If it happened uh, nowadays, I would be there, because it was in San Diego. Oh, yeah. yeah you'd so make it kind of eats me alive, down. but I wasn't there. But Yeah, you were young. So, it's hey, you were... St- I still hate you for going to uh, the 98 Royal Rumble, so... We'll have to cover that someday. <laughs> yep. Well, this one, the main event is obviously what everybody's talking about, or the last few matches, I guess. Uh, it was like this, the shortest tournament of all time. It was the uh, Stone Cold taking on Kurt Angle for the WWF title, The Rock taking on Jericho for the now renamed World Heavyweight title. And then at the end, it's the winners of both of those matches or the first ever undisputed title, uh, depending on what lineage you want to go with, but close enough for rock and roll. Either way, I had fun watching this going back to 2001. DW told me he was a big wrestling fan during this period. And I gave him the choice. I said, which show in December do you want to hop on? He chose this one. I said, good choice. So Definitely fitting too. Um, just trying to think where I was at that time. Like it's kind of one of those moments of where were you and stuff. Because this is a match that, you know, this is the pay per view you know, pretty much of Jericho like becoming that whole ascension and being like the only person to say he beat The Rock and Steve Austin and on the same night. On the same night, back to back. Like even after that, like you know that match with you know the, his match with The Rock in came Austin, and like oh boy, oh, and like yeah. the, the the build up and everything, like the whole main event, Vince McMahon like losing his like shit yeah. <laughs> over over like oh, with Flair coming back and entering Flair in the whole picture, uh, thinking like he uh, uh, took over uh, destroying WCW was finished. It's all. The Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club and a lot of that pretty much was pretty much the aftermath of him uh, receiving pretty much the the best uh, the, uh, kiss your ass moment on Rikishi's uh, Keister. <laughs> yeah, they played replays of that for years and years. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so there was a lot of big things happen around in 2001 as a whole uh, around this time. Definitely as 2001 is winding down. You know, be it in the wrestling world or a lot of big things happening uh, in the world as well around this time. So we'll get into it. And uh, before we get into all the news and notes, though, we're going to take a real quick break and let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Fanatics. 
Get all of your officially licensed sports gear at Fanatics at Fanatics.com. You can click on the link down in the podcast description, and uh, that will take you right to where you need to go. You buy all your uh, your sports gear and let them know that the main event marks and the Unhinged Sports Radio Network sent you. Also, we are sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to SwiftLifestyles.com and use our special promo code Main Event Marks, all one word, for 15% off your order. I also want to let you all know that we have a Linktree account. If you go there to our Linktree, you're going to see all the links that you need to see for our social media, be it Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. If you go to linktr.ee forward slash main event marks, the link tree also has links to all of our merchandise on our bonfire and Redbubble stores. You can go there and check that out. All the links to our YouTube and all of our podcast links so you can listen and watch wherever and get great bonus content. You just make sure that you subscribe when you go there and follow us on all forms of social media so you don't ever miss a thing. That's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. For now, we're going to take our first break of the podcast. When we come back, it's news and notes time right after this. Follow us on Twitter at main event underscore marks, Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's main event marks redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts. Go to our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. Another quick timeout to just remind you to go to linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. That's our link tree account. 
You can follow us on all forms of social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can check out our YouTube channel. You can see all of our podcast links from various platforms. And you can go to our Bonfire and Redbubble merchandise stores. All that is right there on our link tree. That is linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. All right. Well, time to dive into the news and notes from December of 2001, early December, actually. So we're a few weeks away from Christmas. Uh, First thing here, WWF has uh, once again set a date for the planned roster split, and now it's set to take place on the January 7th edition of Raw at Madison Square Garden. Ever since buying WCW, the company had talked about splitting the rosters, and they have repeatedly made plans for a draft, only to postpone those plans over and over again. At this point, the idea has been booked and then scrapped so many times that people within the company are doubting whether this January 7th draft will actually happen. It actually does not, as it gets something scrapped big yet again. Happen, yeah, yeah, something that uh, they <laughs> clearly planned for the show that didn't happen, but I think it all worked out. But yeah, so it gets scrapped again, and it doesn't happen until March. The current plan is still for Raw and SmackDown to run as separate entities, with Rock on one show and Austin heading up the other, one owned by Vince, the other owned by Ric Flair, and eventually each will run its own monthly pay-per-view. All of that does come to fruition, so. Is there a certain time that, uh, Greg, I'll ask you first, is there a certain draft that you can point to or, or roster split era that you can point to and say that's that was my favorite split? Oh, definitely the first one. Around this time? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say mine was, I mean, this part, I think this time was more memorable. My favorite was um, when they really had the core SmackDown team that everybody talks about, like Eddie Guerrero and Batista and Undertaker and, you know, all them. Uh, oh, five. Yeah, yeah, that era. Uh, what about you, DW? I'll have to agree with Greg. Um, that first one just kind of had, like, some sort of, like, sweetening moment. Um, unfortunately, you know, Austin was pretty much on, on wit's end with uh, with what was going on. So, but it, logically, logistically, that, that would sound great on you know, paper because, you know, that was, in a way, like, 2002, a great year of watching uh, pro wrestling as a whole. I've seen all this whole main eventers and, and, and everything. And all that and stuff, and uh, pretty much uh, uh, being also a diehard NWO fan, I really hope, I really was hoping that there was going to be like something like a click thing, because uh, it was leading towards that, but that pretty much obviously never came into fruition. That was pretty much, uh, uh, pretty much put put on the kibosh for forever. Yeah, and and I think Greg and I have, have talked about it's like SmackDown was always like, I mean Raw had its moments, but it seemed like SmackDown was always like the A show. Oh, I mean, they literally how it is right now as we speak. Evidently, yeah. <laughs> like, as as time would go along, I, I would I would actually agree. Yeah, because it seemed like it was my thing with like uh, my dad always talked about why he never watched WCW and always chose WWF because he he was like, well, let's see what's going on over in WCW. Oh, Ric Flair's the champion again. Time to go back to Raw. Whereas with this. I was always and it's not like it was competing on the same night, so I didn't have to choose. But it was like, what's going on in Raw? Oh, uh, Triple H is in the main event again. Cool. Going back to SmackDown. Yeah, 
or okay. waiting until Thursday night to watch SmackDown. <laughs> and him just cutting like a pro. He basically just would basically book in. Like I, I would actually agree with that's a good point. Uh, uh, he would back, um, he would actually book in the, the Raw shows. Like he would cut uh, a ten minute promo where it's not. It's just a promo. It's not entertaining. It's not. It's just there. Yeah. And yeah. What I mean, I'm gonna do depending and, on the week it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Well, there was one week my my dad actually timed it where he we sat down to Raw and he's like, and Triple H came out and he said, all right, well I'm gonna go make some coffee and get a snack. I'll be you know have a smoke. I'll be back when he's done talking. Twenty minutes later, he's like, wow, the promo's still going on. Okay. Something else from around this time, uh, kind of foreshadowing. Jim Ross is meeting with Rey Mysterio when they're in town for the pay-per-view next week or, you know, this show. So it looks like there is some interest there, despite previous comments that Ross had made. I don't Seven know, according, months. Yeah, according to Bruce Pritchard, I think he said – I think he just said something about the timing wasn't right. Ray wanted some time to heal. I mean, he does come back with, you know, <laughs> braces on his knees, so – He's obviously pretty banged up in 2002, but nowhere, you know, I, he's still going to this day. So obviously he figured out something. He had a heel. Good Lord. I like it. Dude, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was all banged up and stuff, but then he'd have the match of the year in 2002. Think about that. Uh, the one with Kurt Angle at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and I watched that uh, before SummerSlam 2015. Remember? I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, moving on I here. Honestly, uh, I honestly thought I was going to have an upset, but. <laughs> oh, beating but, Kurt. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously Kurt pulled it off, but that was a great, it was, it was, that was the opener too, wasn't it? Yeah. It's those, yeah. It's one of those rare moments where someone loses and they still win. Right. Right. I even liked his, his feud with the big show for a little while. I thought it was interesting. Well, moving on to speaking of big show and big guys. Uh, a Yokozuna Memorial show was held last week that drew a sellout crowd of 1,000 fans, and a lot of WWF wrestlers worked the show. Afa Anawai, which is Yokozuna's uncle, promoted the show, and a lot of the family was there. The Rock wasn't able to make it, but Rikishi worked. Oh, well, uh, this is going to sound bad, but it's like, oh, we couldn't get The Rock. Hey, but we got Rikishi. It's okay. <laughs> And I like Rikishi, but ah, whatever. It's like nowadays. We can't get Roman for this, but, you know, we can get Nia Jax. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> uh, well, hey, we couldn't get Roman Reigns, so we got one of the Usos. Jay. We got Jay, not Jimmy. <laughs> no, you can't get big or main event Jimmy. Yeah, right. I don't know. Well, you he was going to be. Star now. Hey. We were going to get Jimmy, but he got pulled over on the way to the arena. Anyway. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not me. Oh, uh, come on. I, it's been, what I was, was trying it, like, to figure out four? which one has. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, not good. But, yes. yeah, I forgot Yokozuna died in 2001. That, uh, that's another big thing. Not, not a I good thing. I thought it was 2000, actually. Or was it 2001? I know that was the memorial. Oh. The event was 2001, right? Oh, God. You got to – yeah. You're going to make me look it up, aren't you? I'm pretty sure it was 2001, but I could be wrong. Uh, let's see. I mean, all the memorial show now, so it had to be this year. Or something yeah. to actually, like, take a while to actually, like, set up the production and set up the event and, like, you know, have, like, ah. try to get some people 
Yeah, okay. Well, he is correct, because it was October 23rd, 2000. He died at the age of 34 in wow, Liverpool. A whole year doing a memorial show? Where, where the Beatles yeah. were formed. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. It took, him a, it, took, it took him a whole year, man. It's like, dang. You know what? Uh, and it's ironic when you see the picture that they use for Yokozuna on Wikipedia. He's wearing a tank top that says, life is short, play hard. Oh, yeah. That was the Reebok slogan. Yep. Man. Did you know that Roman's man bun is a tribute to Yokozuna? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Wow. That was his uncle, right? That sounds right. Or co- cousin? I don't know, because Afa's his mm-hmm. uncle. So that would make him Roman's cousin, I guess. Ah. I get t- distant cousin. Yeah, Dude, that that tree has like seventy million branches. Amazing, like that, yeah, <laughs> somehow the rock is in there. Throwing Superfly. Yeah, yeah. Is is yeah? I think is Snooka in that? I think he is. It's like Maybe. a blood, uh, blood brother uh, from the High Chief. Oh wow, sheesh. Well. Going down south here in OVW, Leviathan is now working as a babyface and recently won the OVW heavyweight title that he later loses to Prototype. To anybody what that do- loser's ever going to do? Yeah. <laughs> to anybody that doesn't know, Leviathan was Batista and Prototype was, uh, uh, you know, Dom's brother in the Fast and the Furious. Yes, you. Um. By the way, if anyone hasn't watched the Ruthless Aggression documentary on Peacock, it's amazing. It talks about them in OVW. I, uh, Bruce Pritchard had talked about the first time he met John Cena was when he was training out in California under the prototype gimmick. And he was like – he did like the full gimmick when he walked up. He's like, I am prototype. Like he's a robot. And uh, he said – Bruce said something to him like, lay off the roids, kid, or something like that. And he said apparently that personally offended John Cena for years to the point where he hated Bruce. Like, yeah, I'd be pretty pissed if I – especially because he supposedly was never on roids. He was just a workout freak. So. Pretty bad enough the stigma nowadays. You can't look fucked unless you cheated. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a strict diet, brother love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Bruce is on a strict diet of pizza. Yeah. Uh. Well, he lives in Texas, too, so he has meat from dinner we night, probably. Oh, yeah. He's, well, he's got his barbecue pizza. Oh, goodness. Well, and apparently he loves uh, Mexican food, so he loads up on burritos. I just told you, he's uh, from Texas. Yeah, there you go. I can say that I'm part Mexican. It's fine. <laughs> you can't. Oh, yeah. No, I, I we got to cover I I can say stuff about Italians. You can say stuff about Mexicans. You go. But we can only go half hard. We can't go full in the paint. This is kind of a sad story involving OVW, but following his recent heart attack, Russ Haas has been cleared to start training again in about a week. He's been doing therapy, and every cardiologist ha- he's seen has given him a positive review, and he's expected to be back in the ring by January. This never happens, unfortunately. He dies about a week after this from another heart attack. How do you get, like, and I know they can't predict everything, but how do you get a clean bill of health from multiple cardiologists saying, oh, you look great, 
and then you have another heart attack in a week and die. Like, good Lord, man. It's rough. I I mean, like I say, only God ain't wrong. So Yeah. Know. That's uh that's rough though. I could be genetics. Yeah. Good thing Charlie didn't inherit that. I mean, I mean Russ was twins, the Russ was the bigger one, I think. No, I think Russ was the older, I think bigger one. Yeah. Possibly when and Charlie was pretty much like like lighter, but you know, not as not as like like that that you know and I guess Russ might have been like the the one that, you know, everyone was kind of shooting for, kinda of like the David Von Eric, I guess. I don't know. I but. I didn't know for a long time because he obviously passed away way before Charlie Haas ever came to WWE. I didn't know for years why he had Russ written on his uh wrist tape. And then yeah. I finally found out I was like, ah, Makes sense. Just one of those moments. It's like, in a, in a way, like kind of like what Charlotte's doing with uh, after losing her brother Reed, like you know, just living that dream, you know, so that you know, making a dream of her own. And same thing with uh, with Charlie. Yeah, right. So, one of those greatest tag team uh, with uh, some Benjamin. Which I have Jack's figures of, by the way. Good lord. <laughs> nice. What do you mean, good lord? <laughs> hey, everyone's got. Everyone's got to have a hobby. It's okay. <laughs> Hey, no, I'm not loving that. You have no idea what my figure collection looks like. It's just he hasn't said the Jacks thing in a while. Yeah, I hey, <laughs> I gotta slip it in there. You know, we have a T-shirt over at our uh, on our bonfire store. If anybody goes there, bonfire forward slash store forward slash main event marks, you can get uh, get some sweet swag. One of them shirts says, "I have a Jacks figure of that." It's the old scratch letters from the WWF. I think you'd like it if you're a collector. That is, I'm not sure everybody would get it, but. I wonder if I can get a shirt that says I'm the Stephen Curry of Mattel figure collecting. Good lord. I I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> Who was How it, about uh, Hasbro? <laughs> is it? I do not have Hasbro. I have one Hasbro actually. So oh, I think Walmart's yeah. trying to like redo like I think they're even like uh, meshing like uh, Masters of the Universe with WWE figures. There's even like uh, Jake uh, the yeah, Snake they, or Skeletor. They just ended that actually. Now they're bringing back Remco's the old AWA style. Wow. wow. Well, doesn't there, doesn't Zombie Sailor do <laughs> Zombie right. Sailor's doing uh, Rem, uh, Hasbro style. Right. Yeah. Those are pretty sweet. I'm going to uh, get the Cardona and minus one. That's about it, probably. Of course. Gotta gotta get those. Uh, bare minimum, Brian and My inspiration. Uh, Broski. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mick Foley has been appearing on the celebrity edition of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for the last couple of weeks. On the latest episode, he was up to $125,000 to be donated to the New York Police and Fire Departments. Time ran out, so he'll be back on the show next week to continue. Well, nobody ever said Mick Foley was a complete idiot. <laughs> Pretty Surprise, yeah. he got all the shots to the head. You can lose something. Yeah, I know. I think. I mean, it's obviously catching up with him now. Uh, I mean... And I don't know if it's because he never used to have to, like, follow a script or what, but his last run in WWE was kind of sad. I was like, mm, it's cool to see you, dude, but just, I don't know. Because he would forget his lines a lot. Nostalgia thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, he had to be associated with two of the ugliest belts in WWE. <laughs> he He got... Yeah. I, was, he un- uh, I was in the Barclays when they unveiled that thing, and we all were part of the booing. Yep, that uh, that first title. Wow. And uh, and then, well, and didn't he introduce the twenty four seven title? 
Yeah, I was I was thinking about that one. Yeah, the two belts. Wow, the twenty four seven. Oof. I mean, they're trying to go retro nostalgia, like pre uh, Hogan, like when Backlund held the title, but still, like it's it it's the twenty four seven with what? Like, what are you what are you trying to? Another belt with what? What are you trying to compound about it? I guess I don't know. It's for, it's for the geeks. To buy, I guess. Like, uh, uh, yikes! Yeah, it's Greg loves it. <laughs> uh, I think it's fun. Yeah. Well, it's, like I said, uh, I'm sure have I get it. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not too critical of stuff. I like to watch for fun. I'm not one of those. It has to be great. That's the why I, think, I watch it. I, I, well, I well, well, you know. Well, you know who they're not going to do, how, who they have no plans for when they're running after the 24-7 title. Or if they want to do a fun... Dana Brooke currently holds it, so he's something going off for. Yeah, hey, as long that's as he gets it. her TV time, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm dying for, more of that. <laughs> hey, I like to look. Anyway, <laughs> oh, or as I like to watch, either way. I get crap for not... Uh, Losing my crap for her and Liv Morgan. Everyone's like, oh, you should love them. I'm like, no. I think Liv doesn't make me do it. I think Liv is a good wrestler, but Dana's not great. Uh, speaking of somebody who uh, wasn't that great, uh, at least in the ring, China appeared to be or appeared on the latest Celebrity Fear Factor, and it ended up being the highest rated episode in the history of the show. I wonder if this was, was Joe the, Rogan on that show. Yeah, he was the host. I was about yeah, he to say was he was the host for, during this era. He might have been because he was doing. Um, obviously, the you know, stand-up wasn't there, but uh, he did news radio for NBC, and I guess I might have like given that call. I don't know if Fear Factor was an NBC Universal uh, produced show, but um, I just remember first saw him as uh, uh, when him and Doug Stanhope were hosts of the Man yeah. Show, but that was that wasn't for a few years, so. But yeah, I think that he was, was the host of Fear Factor. Yeah, he was he hosted Fear Factor for a while. I know that they got kicked off the air for. Uh, uh, well, there was a segment where somebody had to drink something, and it was I'm not going to repeat it because it's so effing disgusting that they got kicked off the air for it. So mm. there you go. It's uh, about jackass. Now, by the way. Say so what? It's Doctor Joe Rogan now. Oh, Ask Aaron Rodgers. Good lord. Oh. <laughs> Moving on from that, not, I'm not even touching that one. Uh, Ted Turner was part of a big press meeting this week where he said that if he knew what he knew or what he knows now, uh, he would never have sold Time Warner in the first place. The Time Warner deal with AOL essentially stripped Turner of all of his power in the company. Yeah, okay, you know, hindsight say. is 2020. Yeah. They're putting uh, me in a pasture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Eric Eric Bischoff talked about that, where he was like, at the end of WCW, he was like, I couldn't even go to Ted if I wanted to, because Ted was being ousted from his own company and didn't even realize it. Like, yep. That's what you get when you get too big for your britches, man. And now the Braves are the world champions and is wrestling on TNT. Some things never change. Right. And uh, and according to to Eric, Ted isn't doing so well mentally. So uh, I wonder if he even realizes what's going on at this point. Yeah, he's yeah. Kind of he's sad. getting up there, isn't he? 
Yeah, I guess he's got, I don't know if he's got Alzheimer's or dementia or something like that, but yeah, Eric said he's just not, he's not all there anymore. Kind of sad. Jane Fonda? Well, she's never been all there, but that, <laughs> moving on from that too. Get into I this, don't know uh, that means, so I'll, I'll, whatever. They were, they were yeah, married. Just, just, no, just I know that. <laughs> yeah, no, just, 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 let's just punt it. Right. <laughs> uh, this next uh, these next stories are something that's like, wow, I didn't realize there was so much news from this little freaking organization. Uh, but Scott Steiner worked his first match since WCW folded, appearing in Birmingham, England for WWA. Steiner attacked Conan and Brian Christopher, which led to Commissioner Bret Hart coming out and putting Steiner in the main event in a triple threat against Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog. Uh, word is that oh, Steiner. What's um. Uh... Okay, that's the hell of a main event. Uh, word is that Steiner didn't do much because he's still really messed up from all of his injuries. He mostly stayed out of the way or helped Jarrett double team Road Dog. Wow. Well, look at yeah, that 25% chance of winning that match. <laughs> wow. And 95% of Road Dog getting the crap beat out of him. <laughs> yeah, why would you. Like, look. I'm a road dog fan, but it's like, is he really like good enough to be in your main event? And if so, maybe your roster's a little light. Speaking of yeah, which, I mean, he was also coming off of his stroke problems too at that time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah I agree. Oh. Uh, yeah. I remember that too. Cause he, cause they had him teamed up with uh K quick when, um, the Ron killings when he was yeah, K right, quick. Yeah. Right and before then, he left WWE. Or got for, fired for, or something. For, 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 I guess, like outburst or whatever. He was in the right frame of mind, so to speak. So, so I guess this well, might have been, like, obviously sabbatical. From... Well, you know, my dad met him at the uh, Atlanta airport one time and, and was talking with him. And this was when he was in TNA. And he he said something. My dad said something to him about it. He's like, oh, you used to have dreadlocks or whatever. He's like, well, yeah, I, I shaved him off when I went to prison because, you know, I didn't want to be somebody's bitch. I, I was like, wow, that's uh, very candid of you. <laughs> I don't oh. think the former Marine is going to be somebody's bitch in prison, but you never know. Probably look, not look, frame of you, mind, perhaps. When you get older, you lose it, okay? You're not going to always be an ass-kicking Marine. I feel like people forget that. That yeah. I mean, just because you learn it doesn't mean you you hold it for your entire life. I mean, he, he got to serve. He got to serve too. You know, got to see some action in Desert Storm in the early nineties. Yeah. So right even uh, before he broke in the industry, it's just the name Armstrong. You know, he's just on that family name Armstrong. Yep. Yep. He was in. He had a couple matches in WCW even back in the day. Uh, well, keeping on with the WWA stuff here though, uh, the company is currently touring all over Europe right now. They're also still having the announcers do commentary live over the house microphones so the crowd can hear it. During a Psychosis match, Conan was doing commentary and joked that Psychosis, quote, looks like Michael Jackson without the little boys. <laughs> wow, Which, you really said that. It's Conan. Of course he said that. Oh, my God. And that apparently drew some laughs from the crowd. Brian um, Christ- <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. It's like, don't know what to say about that one. I feel like him and Disco should just not be doing podcasts anymore, by the way. Why? This, because this is, they say the same kind of stuff. Oh, well, yeah. I think that's why people listen to them, because they just like you never know what the hell is going to come out of their damn mouth. 
But uh, Brian Christ Disco. <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> well, Brian Christopher is still doing his too cool gimmick with the glasses and the dancing. When they were in Ireland, Stevie Ray was supposed to cut a promo bashing U2, you know, because they're in Ireland. But when he got the mic, he actually forgot the name of the band. It's literally a, a letter and a number. U2. Um, here's my thing. Is he really in position to be bashing anybody? <laughs> right. We talked about you how... You were the like, guy that was famous for tagging in Booker T. <laughs> Hey, he was in a war games. All right. You watch your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in London, Scott Steiner started making fun of former Beatles member George Harrison, who literally died four days earlier. Um, all of, yeah. Oh, boy. All of the shows drew fairly now, well. Hold on. Do we does he, do we know that he knows he passed? Because you know, Siren ain't all that. I believe he did. Yeah, oh. I'm gonna say he, I'm, I'm gonna say he did because it's Scott Epping it's, Steiner, yeah. who doesn't give an f. I heckled him one time at a at a at Slammiversary 2006. <laughs> I liked when, uh I liked when he was at uh or well Conrad Thompson. You know said your mother sucks too. <laughs> uh, he said, shut, shut the f*** up. I, I said, holler if you hear me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't cheer for me. I'm a bad guy. And before his match with Rhino, was well, he not, If he said something to you, he heard you clearly, so there you go. Yeah, and He right. was just like, just jacked, like, oh, holy sh**. Oh, sh- <laughs> wow. Of course. I like how uh, Conrad Thompson said he got a, a fan writing in one time that said, because I don't know. I missed the joke, but Tony Schiavone would call him meat cube or or no, uh, Tony Tony and uh, Conrad call him ham cubes. Something about at Shoney's when he goes when he eats at Shoney's, he gets a lot of ham cubes, whatever. And they used to mess with him about it. And one person went up to get his autograph and was like, "Yeah, could you sign that uh, from ham cubes?" And I guess like Scott Steiner was like, "You tell that fat ass I said watch his damn mouth." <laughs> like what the hell, man. But uh, all of the shows drew fairly well because of the ser- their success in Europe and Australia. Uh, they're, su- they're supposed to uh, – or reportedly looking at running in the U.S. sooner than originally planned. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Uh, last thing here from WWA. Kevin Nash is reportedly looking to work tours with WWA starting in February. The idea is that he would get paid $40,000 per tour, with WWA doing five tours per year. It's believed that the WWF offered Nash $400,000 per year uh, in their in a offered deal, but they don't pay travel expenses, and they obviously want him to work more dates. Uh, but that was all just preliminary talks, and there haven't been any real serious negotiations between Nash and the WWF yet because he can't do anything until his WCW deal expires in January anyway. Ultimately, I don't buy that, because he comes in in February, so clearly it was a done deal. Yeah, I'm sure, well, they probably had the deal waiting. It's like, as soon as your deal runs out, sign it. But ultimately, it's Vince McMahon's call, but everyone in the company is said to be pretty negative on the idea of bringing in Nash. Uh, Bruce Pritchard confirmed that, by the way. He said when they did a almost like a survey of the the locker room people were cool with hogan coming in nobody wanted nash and hall coming in because of drama that they stirred up (laughs) (sighs) 
And then they came in anyway. So there's that. Give Hall a couple beers. It'll be fine. Pass out. Well, he had a couple mm. beers, and then he was out right after WrestleMania. Or 20 or 30. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's sad. I, I like how Hogan had a match on WrestleMania X8. Uh, Austin had a match on WrestleMania X8. They didn't face each other. And the reason that Nash, uh, I Bruce Pritchard confirmed this too. He said the reason that Kevin Nash did not have a match scheduled on WrestleMania is because he was Hall's backup in case Hall flaked on the show. Wow. Or I still if, want to know how Hall got into Canada. Do they have rules against people with records? Uh, maybe not if it's like uh, alcohol. Well, actually, no. I think he had maybe he had a really good lawyer that got all charges dropped. I don't know. Because yeah, I mean. Uh, Jim Cornette said he couldn't like he got detained for like ever and everything searched when he was driving into Canada just because he has like an assault on his record from like 20 years ago. So that's not right, you can't get a job. right? Yeah, right. Hmm. That's that's what I heard. Uh, you know, that's what the Internet says, Greg. But uh, the great Brian Lassens. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. And, you know, you must always believe him. <laughs> Here's another random ass one. XWF booked their first house shows. They booked the 12,000 uh, 12, seat U.S. Cellular Arena in Milwaukee. And then the Cruel Reality hit. Tickets went on sale and they sold less than 250 in the first day. Suffice it to say, they're probably not going to fill up this arena. At any rate, they'll be lucky to fill up the first two rows of it. It will be the same story in other cities as well. The advertising for the show's list, Roddy Piper, Greg Valentine, the Nasty Boys, Buff Bagwell, and the Road Warriors as top stars in 2001. Say those three little words. Asses in seats. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> oh, man. That, I don't know, man. That one's just, uh, all right. Yeah, Look, this one. I mean, at this point, right, right now, that nostalgia will sell. It was still too fresh back then to sell, in my opinion. Yeah, I, and and as long as they're not wrestling today, I mean, now well, they might still pay to see them wrestle. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, XWF has had interest in both Jeff Jarrett and especially Road Dog. Oh well, you know, he's the one I'm shooting for. The talks with Jarrett fell through, but they still may come together down the line. Uh, okay, you can't just put a company together in a matter of months. So, and we're six months away from TNA launching. So, um, yeah, that's just my guess. Right. Yeah. Well, as for Road Dog, I, took could, over I, I concur. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably why he didn't go. Uh, right. Something, well, as something, for, something's on the horizon. Yeah. Well, well, as for Road Dog, uh, they really wanted him, but there's still issues with him on top of his well-known drug issues, which got him fired from the WWF. He has also developed a reputation in recent months for no-showing indie events that he was booked for. Not totally shocked there. I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier, so let's see. Roddy Piper was on who's the... the who's the other guy in Pre Life crew with him and Fillings? I always forget. Uh, Cohen? With three, oh, three live crew, yeah, Conan, Killings, and um, yeah, Road Dog, three live crew. Yeah. We would form that. He'd be back on TV in a couple months. 
Yeah, right. So, uh, I don't know. Anyway, in regards to Jerry Lawler's recent return to the WWF, he was offered a three-year contract by both the WWF and XWF. And in fact, the XWF's offer was for more money. But Lawler decided to play it safe on the assumption that the WWF will still be around in three years, whereas the XWF might not be. Mm. I, I think that might have paid off. Remind me, I, I don't know if you remember, as, uh, Wrestling With Regret did a YouTube video on this where uh, he he was reviewing, I think it was XWF, where Hogan and the Nasty Boys were there, and they never got on TV. They put out a They put out a video, though. Or like a or a DVD where they were like the whole DVD was just them talking about man if if only we had like just you know a little had another chance or if only we could have gotten on TV if only we had more money it was like that was like the whole DVD was just them talking about that I feel like they sold the library to WWE because some of those matches were on Hogan's DVDs really mm-hmm. wow. Well, at least they made some of their money back. I don't know. Uh, but Roddy Piper was on the Man Cow radio show. Uh, oh, what always... could go wrong there? <laughs> bah, bah. <laughs> and he uh, and he trashed Man the WWF. They had a match at uh, Mayhem now in the archive, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just go, go back and check that out. Uh, but he was trashing the WWF. He said that the WWF isn't wrestling, and he criticized the Vince McMahon kiss my ass club angle that they've got going. He said that wrestlers in the WWF are afraid to stand up for themselves and refuse to participate in humiliating angles. He also claimed that Rena Mero was fired because she refused to take her shirt off at a show. That's actually not true. She quit the company. She wasn't fired. But in her latest sexual harassment lawsuit or later sexual harassment lawsuit, she did claim that she had been asked to tape her, take her top off at a show, and she refused. <sighs> Good Lord. I am going to ask, though. It's like, OK, so what was the difference at that show? Because she did it before, thinking that, you know, all this is real, by the way. Just just the shock jock believing a, a diva. Yep. What? Eric Stern liked yeah, exactly. Well, what I really want to know is where's Turd? I was thinking about that. Yeah, Turd. Oh my God. Uh, and uh, and Al Roker. I feel Jr., like man. he. I feel like he made that as a metaphor for his own show. <laughs> well, you know, you got to get Turd and Al Roker Jr. together, man. Especially when Obama's in in <laughs> in eyesight. <Come> <laughs> that was the nineties. Say that on TV. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I. I told I told my wife about that. I was like, oh, you know, he sharted like when he met Obama. And she's like, how do you know this? I'm like, because he said it in an interview on TV. I pooped my pants. Uh, not horribly. And she was like, why would he say this? I'm like, I don't know. Because he's weird. I got to the restroom of the press room, threw out the underwear, you know, and just went commando. <sighs> this was what's going on here, neck of the words. Yeah, here's what's going on in your neck of the woods. Uh, and while you're <laughs> while you're watching the weather report go by, I have to go change myself. I'll be back. All right. Anyway, uh, this one is a little more sad nowadays because of everything going on. But um, well, 
RF Video, the company who sold all of ECW's old videos, is getting into the wrestling promotion game. They're holding a show in February at the Murphy Rec Center in Philadelphia. The promotion will be called Ring of Honor. They're planning to bring in hot indie stars like the American Dragon, Spanky, and Low Key, as well as Eddie Guerrero. And there you go. Ring yeah, of Honor was born. I, I, I'm going to assume they didn't get Eddie Guerrero because he's WWE bound in four months. No, nah, he did pop up at a couple. Uh, I think he was at one. I I think he finished his dates before coming uh, while he was back in WWE. I think he even came to a Ring of Honor show as the Intercontinental Champion in one of his last shows. Oh wow! After I know he was. I know he was at IWA Mid South, uh, which regrettably is run by uh, or was run by Ian Rotten. But uh, yeah, how's that, how's that regrettable? Well, I mean, you, you <laughs> so just shut up, move on. <laughs> Let's let's I just say I want to see, let's see I forgot he was passed away. I'm, I don't know. Like no, no, no. I can I can talk crap about Ian. He's still alive. Axel's oh, the one who oh. passed away. Okay. I stand corrected. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. No, Ian Rotten got fired from a Taco Bell for having AIDS and not telling anybody about it. So there you go. Oof. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna assume uh, he was You are <laughs> he was what? So I'm assuming he bleeds easy, right? He, he's, a, he's, a blood, he's a blood donor no more. Let's just put it that yeah. way. If he's, o, if he's O positive, he's a blood donor no more. Yeah, yeah he's um, <laughs> yeah, he's something. Like somebody was talking about, it's like he he wanted to do a Taipei death match so bad, and God. and nobody nobody brought glass to the to the arena because that's not a normal thing you bring to an arena so they got the the glass microwave plate from the backstage area smashed it up and then used that how do people pay to see this crap no freaking clue he's the reason why it's incredibly hard to book wrestling in kentucky now it's uh... because apparently he had one of his deathmatch freak shows down there. Um, they, the athletic commission called him in when he bled all over a ton of people, and they're like, "What the hell is going on?" And apparently, he went off on the commission, basically cutting a wrestling promo on him. And they were like, "Yeah, your booker's license is revoked, and uh, we're gonna crack down on anybody booking wrestling here in Kentucky." So he went over the so he went over the uh, the river and ruined crap in uh, over in Indiana. So good for him. Anyway, last couple stories not, we got. I'm the scarecrow. <sighs> uh, last couple of stories we got here. A 16 year old in Florida is in stable condition after a backyard wrestling stunt goes awry. Wow, how ironic! I, I didn't even plan this. Uh, they poured rubbing alcohol on him and set him on fire. The match was being taped on the video, and you can see that the kid doesn't want to do it, and he even tries to call a timeout and stop it midway through, but they ended up doing the stunt to him anyway. Another teenager who lit the fire is facing possible criminal charges. Look, I did some stupid stuff as a kid. Lighting me or my friends on fire was not one of them. I did accidentally light a garbage can on fire when I learned how to uh, burn stuff with magnifying glass, but that was a complete accident. That's probably the worst I've ever done. And it wasn't a human. I did I did set 
a little fire to, to a carpet one time, put it around. It was small enough where I literally stomped it right out. And that was by accident as well. But I wrote yeah. the alphabet on the wall. <laughs> you what? <laughs> I wrote the alphabet on the wall when I was, when I, as early as I can remember. Oh, now that can be passed on as educational, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, like my my mom always thought when I was when I was real young and I would draw on the walls sometimes. She'd be like, "I'm really pissed off, but these are good drawings." So I, you know, kudos on that. <laughs> I saw a white canvas. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, last story here, going into the show. The advertisement for the entire Vengeance show is all built around Triple H. Posters and commercials with him were made and sent out months ago, back when they thought that they would be ba- he would be back by now. But he wasn't. Triple H was <laughs> never... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Triple H was never mentioned on the show, although there was some debate about that. Many in the company felt that he should at least make an appearance, since he was all over the promotional material for it. And there was concern that they would be criticized for false advertising. But ultimately, Vince decided against it. And now it's expected that Triple H will return to TV sometime next month. And his first match will be at the Royal Rumble. So that happens. As far as, as far as the false advertising goes, there was no false advertising really other than the pay-per-view commercials. Because they never said on Raw SmackDown he was coming back. Ever. Right. So the false advertising is all on pay-per-view commercials, which back then you really only saw on pay-per-view at the end of an event. Like maybe somebody was watching UFC or a boxing thing and they saw that. That would be the extent of the false advertising, I believe. Right. Well, and think about now. I've I've brought up to you in the past, like we were were standing somewhere. I'm looking around and I'm like, uh, I think it was at – WrestleMania access and I was looking around, they've got like event posters hung up all over the place. And I'm like, why is so-and-so on that poster? They weren't even at the show. <laughs> yep. What, what was the, there was a TLC or no money in the bank. It was uh, money in the bank that you and I reviewed earlier. I think it was 2011 that the poster for the damn event. And my, it was one of them around that time, but the poster for the event literally had the big show and horn swoggle on it. And I don't maybe the big show was on the show, but Hornswoggle was not. I was like, I don't count that as false advertising. It's like they just put people on the posters. But all right. Anyway, that wraps up the uh, news and notes. You guys ready to get into the event? Let's do it. I think so. All right. Well, we're going to take our next break. Don't forget to visit our link tree, by the way. It's got all of our social media, our merchandise, and all of our podcast links up there. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and check us out on there. We'll be right back after this break. Follow us on Twitter at main event underscore marks, Instagram at main event underscore marks, and at main event collector, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this, this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the main event marks the one and only greg superfly greg he was on 
and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Looking for a particular truck part? Then look no further. The Rush Truck Center's All Makes Parts catalog features more than 16,000 of the most popular All Makes Parts from top suppliers in the industry and with quality brands you know and trust. And at 164 full-color pages, this is their biggest catalog yet. Our friends at Rush Truck Centers have great deals for you all year long. Check out their monthly parts and service specials in-store and online. And when you're ready to order, shop online with Parts Connect at RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts. Go to our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. All right, we're back. We're back. WWF Vengeance 2001 from December 9th, 2001. It took place at the San Diego Sports Arena in San Diego, California. Total attendance, 11,800. Pay-per-view buy rate was 0.78, which amounted to 307,000 buys. Did did you order this one, Greg? Uh... Statue limitations. No, I didn't. My buddy had it on the scrambler. <laughs> wow, seems to be a, a running thing here. <laughs> what about you, DW? Like, like, let me just save you the time, okay? Up until Survivor Series 02, that's how I was able to watch them all at my buddy's house. Survivor Series gotcha. 02 is the first one I ordered in my current home now. So. Ah, nice. Do uh, you order this one, DW? I went to the uh, Hooters uh, restaurant in downtown Orlando. Um, nice. And got, I got a good buzz watching it. <laughs> uh, well, hey, a, a certain uh, listener of ours would appreciate going to Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the ones. Uh, uh, but, well, of course, yeah, it's like reading Playboy for the, for the articles. <laughs> we get an awesome sepia tone video of classy Freddie Blassie sitting down in a room to watch old world title match clips play from uh, the black and white era to the NWA to the WWF, WWF, or WWF, excuse me, uh, WWF and WCW. Uh, Pierre Gint Suite number one plays while things are going on in the room around Blassie. Finally, a woman kisses him and the promo ends. We then go into the arena where Sinner by Drowning Pool opens us up and JR tells us that tonight is all about crowning the first ever undisputed world champion. I, I like, like how three songs from that album got used in the span of a couple of months. 
Yeah, right. And I like the fact that they didn't edit this out. It's kind of like um, was it? I think uh, they. I someone told. I think I read somewhere that they bought the the rights to the entire album. Wow. Well, was it? Was it? Unfor- it was another show that you and I reviewed. Was it Unforgiven or something else that we reviewed that they used Seether uh, and they kept the song in? I can't remember which show that was. Uh, I know they used that for Bad Blood 04. I don't know if we did that one or not, though. Nah, I can't remember. You and you and I had reviewed oh, one show. you said Seether. Oh, um, SummerSlam 05. Hmm. Did we review that one? I don't remember. I know they used that song. They also used it for an Illumination Chamber in 2010, I think. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I can't remember what Seether song off the top of my head, but yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, Vince McMahon now comes to the ring and says that no one could ever make him kiss anyone's ass. He says that on SmackDown, after Stone Cold showed up on the Titantron beating up Kurt Angle, he threatened to beat up Vince if he left the ring. Then 50% owner, or WWF owner Ric Flair said that if any WWF superstars interfered in the next segment, they'd be suspended. The Rock then shoved Vince's face into Rikishi's ass crack. Vince said, "The real <laughs> sentence." <laughs> it is. Uh, Vince then said the, the crowd laughed at him, but he who laughs last laughs loudest. Ric Flair then comes out now onto the stage and tells Vince that he hopes that tonight is the last we've seen of him. And we get Plus guaranteeing <laughs> we have <laughs> right. But then we get this opening match. It is Scotty Too Hottie and the Hip Hop Hippo, Albert. <sighs> They're taking on Test and Christian. Sorry, why are you scoffing at that? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's right up there with Sweet Tea and Awesomeness. What was it with Vince and he was like, God dang it, he's big, beefy, and hairy. Let's make him dance. I guess what he's into. Well, it's okay if you're into that sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, uh, well, but anyways, taking on they're, they're taking on testing Christian in uh, just shy of six and a half minutes. When Christian tries to hit the unprettier on Scotty, Albert sh- uh, grabs him for the Baldo bomb and the pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave this a star and a quarter. I gave it two stars. Uh, Greg, you first. What do you give it? Gets the deuce. Yeah, he was. It I was, was falling decent. asleep during it. <laughs> I didn't think it was terrible, but it was it wasn't great either. Uh, it was average. What what say you, DW? It was a good opener. Um, they everybody got their moves in and stuff, but like you said, it's pretty much it was just there. Um, yeah, it's got to get the worm. They they were trying to push. They're trying to push Albert, you know, for something, and you know, it's just like this was what was it was it the hip hop hip hop hoppy or hip hop hip hop hip hop so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they uh, they couldn't figure out what the hell to do with him because he's gonna be an X factor here real soon, isn't he? Or would that already passed? That already like, happened. Okay. Yeah, so they can figure out what the hell to do and with him. In about a year, he becomes the A train. Oh, what that quickly? Ah, yeah, literally, I guess you're, literally right, yeah. a year from this event. Yeah, wow. Back the shaver back chance we're back. I have a Jack's figure of him. There you go. I don't think they've ever made him a him, so. Yeah. I would right. get it. Uh, I I would believe that. Oh. Well, I have a Mattel. I have a Mattel figure of Tensai. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but it's unfortunately, uh, people just recognize him as Albert, or just like man, because that was a good look. But unfortunately, you know. Yeah, so. I know. He took he takes more, a mask. 
takes the mask off is like, oh, it's Albert. Okay. And he's dancing with Brodus Clay. <laughs> yep. Uh, backstage, Jonathan oh, Coachman interviews. Good lord. <laughs> uh, backstage, Jonathan Coachman interviews William Regal, telling him that his methods are questionable. Regal goes off on Coachman, saying that he's successful. He then says that Edge is great, but he's incurred Regal's wrath. So now Regal will take Edge's Intercontinental title. And then he calls him a uh, little pillock and walks off. But now we have Edge defending the WWF Intercontinental title against William Regal in about six minutes. This, by the way, is not a popular opinion, but this is my favorite look for the Intercontinental title. I have. You're right. It's not mm-hmm. a popular opinion. I disagree. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but. That, 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 there's something about that. There's something about that '90s belt, especially when Warrior had it, like different colors, and especially with the title. But still, like uh, when Shawn Michaels had that white one, uh, Gold Dust Gold. Yeah, I know everybody. Everybody likes that era, but I don't know. I it was I the Rock when the Rock when it was reintroduced after I think it was I think it was meant to reintroduce the one after Austin tossed it to the river, and then for the Rock to get that yep. title. So. Yep. It's not living in a van down by the river. But, uh, but anyway, at one point, Edge tries to spear Regal from the apron. Regal moves and Edge spears the steel steps. William Regal then sneaks around where he hid his brass knuckles on the ring post. Uh, when Regal finally loads up his fist, Edge spears him out of his boots and pins him for the win. Uncle Dave and I both gave this two and a half stars for average. What say you, Greg? I actually gave it one because I just wasn't into it and it was over really quickly. Wow. Hmm. Let's say they'll you have a far better have a far better match the next month, actually. I would uh, I, I would give it a three. Three, wow. So we're all over the map on this one. <laughs> Good, good psychology. I mean, just, you know, Regal just recently, you know, became the recipient of the Kiss My Ass Club, and he was trying to toughen his look now, too. And, you know, that promo with Coach uh, before that match, I thought was money. Yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. I always like Call him, call him Sunshine. Hello. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was funny. I, I, I didn't, this was not my favorite Regal theme. This was like the evolution of the William Regal theme here. Right. Uh, I, I did like, uh, how he got kind of original with the brass knuckles and kept hiding them in different places, though. So that was that was cool. There was no that, brass knuckles. He was and that, with the and that the finish punch, was uh, yeah. that finish was unexpected too. Yeah, right. Just came out Everybody of with that spear, like, oh wow, okay, <laughs> so much yeah. for the knucks. Right. Well, according to Uncle Dave, hashtag plans changed. Well, I don't care. And Edge was originally going to lose the IC title to Regal because they're wanting to give Edge a major push and thought that having him chase the IC title would be better than retaining it. But they changed their mind. Hashtag plans changed. Until the next month when he actually loses it. Yeah, exactly. So did plans change? Yes, Greg. They changed to a a month later. He would face Regal three straight pay-per-views, did. So, (laughs) I mean... How can are you change if he's going to face him three times? <laughs> are you questioning Uncle Dave Meltzer? No, 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 not at all. Who wouldn't question? All right, then. <laughs> uh, Rick still, Flair. I'm still mad at him whiz on him at the Sharks game that one time. Right there. Good Lord. <laughs> hey, 
You can say you peed with Uncle Dave, man. How many people can say that? Did he pee standing up, by the way? I don't brag about it. Yeah, I told you I was next to him. So in order for it to not be that, we'd have to both be sitting, freak. He, he, <laughs> I'm trying not to pick. He could have been sitting in the urinal. You don't know. Well, he was Eddie. standing right next to me, and I just I missed that opportunity to just whiz on him. Does he drop his pants to his ankles like a little kid? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. In Ric Flair's office, he's on his cell phone because everyone is always on a phone in their office in the WWF slash E. All of a sudden, Kurt Angle comes in and tells Flair that even though he's a 14-time world champion, he'll never be an Olympic gold medalist, and he'll never be the first ever undisputed world champion. Flair agrees with him, saying, that'd be great. Yeah, it's awesome. Go do it. Before Angle finally storms off and Flair gets really confused and goes back to his phone call. This promo was great. I loved it. He's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, great. Go do it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. All right, cool. That'd be great. Remember flip phones? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they're trying to bring them back. I'm like, why? Of all things you could bring back, why? I just like when I remember I just like I saw a player on that phone. I'm like, man, that was revolutionary at one point. <laughs> I know. Now it's like, ew, it has buttons. <laughs> You pull the antenna out also. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I know. Now it's like, what the hell is that? It's, it's, it's like archaic. We were thinking now, you know? It's like, wow. You mean it's you got to use your hands? That's like a baby's, baby's toy. toy. <laughs> like the Betamax. Oh, good lord. <laughs> uh, back in the locker rooms, Lita is stretching in her referee shirt, and Matt Hardy comes in to tell Lita that. Yeah, I served coffee to her once. I'm all yep. over this show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but Matt comes in, he tells her tonight is a huge night for him because he's going to prove that he's better than Jeff. It's funny to hear Lita say, quote, as your girlfriend, I'm always by your side. Yikes. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and no, he's not better than Whoa. Jeff. He's the guy who tagged Jeff in. Oh, man. How dare you? He's big money, Matt. <laughs> but she then How tells dare you. Oh, good Lord. Delete. <laughs> she then tells Matt that tonight, as a WWF referee, she's going to call it right down the middle, daddy. Matt then hey, says. That... For that. <laughs> uh, Matt says that he wants it called down the middle. And after he wins, he and Lita are going to go out on the town to celebrate. Up next. Yeah, get some of them fam- famous San Diego fish tacos. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I assume they... I, I mean I ass- that. They're amazing. I would like to try them sometime. Uh, never been out that far west, though. I'm uh, stuck here shivering. What up next is uh, Jeff Hardy versus Matt Hardy. Special guest referee is Lita. This one went about 12 and a half minutes. I forgot that Jeff used to wrestle in a ball cap for a little while. Matt works Jeff's legs throughout the match. In the end, Jeff blocks a twist of fate attempt off the top rope, hits a swanton bomb. Matt gets his foot on the bottom rope, but Jeff pulls it off, and refer- and uh, Lita doesn't see it. She counts to three. Jeff wins. Uncle Dave gave this a star and three quarters because, you know, something had to shave off a quarter of a star. I just gave it two. It was a big miss for me. Let's see you, Greg. I gave it two. Yeah, what say you, DW? Uh, two. Um, 
pretty much like your, I would say like a, even their better, best outing in the WrestleMania match. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, Greg brings that one up too. It's like this, this one is just, nobody wanted it. It's just meh. They, they were doing that whole dissension between like the tag teams, like instead of like winning the titles, um, you know, they were just doing the, uh, Jeff wants to do the daredevil, wants to do like the goes for the big uh, Grand Slam home run, and you know he misses. Right. And, and just like a lot of like like stuff that just the, the, the silly part I thought was like Matt, you know, uh, getting in the way of uh, Jeff doing like some sort of dive. It's like, all right, come on, man. Yeah. So it's like it, it kind of just led towards that, like you know maybe like there was like d- did people really want to see that and you know the answer is no because eventually it was the it was sold at the at the Rumble. Uh, well, can by Taker. <laughs> well, hey, the the real question is, can they coexist? Yes. They did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because because Matt realized nobody gave a crap. Moving on, after the match. Matt goes off on Lita for not seeing his foot on the bottom rope and storms out. We now see Trish Stratus knock on the Rock's locker room door and walks in without even getting a response. Uh, Trish says that uh, she loved the way that the Rock shoved Vince's head up Rikishi's ass, and she wishes him luck and kisses him. The Rock then tells her that the only thing he's concentrating on tonight is becoming the undisputed champion. However, after tonight... There will be plenty of time for Trish to smell what The Rock is cooking. I assume it's strudel. But all right, up next, we got the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley, defending the WWF World Tag Team titles. Oh, they also have Stacey Keeler in their corner. But they're defending against Big Show and Kane. I believe this is the first time they tried this experiment. Went just shy of seven minutes. she looking, by the way. I know, right? I was like, wait a minute, there's a match going on? <laughs> I have Jack's figures of this cane and this Big Show. Uh, Big Show has the short hair and a double-strap singlet, so he I don't think he kept that for very long. At one point, Stacy gets in the ring to try to fire up the Dudleys. Big Show pants her and bends her over his knee and then spanks her. Yeah. Heck, stuff that could not fly in 2021. Not at all. Uh, Later, Kane accidentally hits the Big Show with a flying clothesline off the top. Big Show then later accidentally runs into Kane. In the end, Bubba Ray removes the top turnbuckle pad, and the Dudleys hit Big Show with a double flapjack into the steel for a pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave it a quarter of a star. I gave it it two. I thought it was okay. What say you? This match sucked, dude. They gave it one. So I gives it a quarter. It's like that's it, really? Therefore, it was a match. That's that's like getting you know that's like getting points on the SATs for putting your name on the paper. (laughs) What's what's the UDW? I'll be nice. I'll give it a two. I mean, it was good. I mean, it wasn't for what it was there, but unfortunately, like uh, wow, like just Meltzer just on every match so far. Yeah, he did. I don't think he cared for this one too much. Well, except for this next match, which we'll get into. But before that, we go uh, backstage. We go backstage. Where, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but we go backstage where Lita is apologizing to Matt, but Matt packs his bags and storms out of the locker room in a huff. 
I wonder if it's that's how he left his hat. Uh, never mind. Anyway, moving on. Good lord. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, this whole thing would be dropped in like a day or two. <laughs> yeah, right. Parties like, back together. He well, would be yeah. Undertaker. Well, because you know why, Greg? Because brothers got a hug. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> had to had to get it in, man. His shoes are Italian. <sighs> but up ne- worth more than your life. but up next we got rob van dam defending the hardcore title in a hardcore match against the undertaker those words left my mouth it's about 11 minutes long these two brawl through the crowd beating each other down rvd even dives off of an elevated level onto undertaker hashtag dive on the stage, the Undertaker ducks a spinning back kick, goozles RVD, and chokeslams him off the stage and through tables beside the stage. Undertaker then pins him for the win. Uncle Dave and I both gave this trace stars. What say you, Greg? Because it was a hardcore match, and because they didn't overdo it, I actually said it was four. Wow. All right. I thought it was fantastic, especially the way it ended. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was awesome. I loved all the fighting on the stage. Uh, what say you? Yeah. I mean, for a hardcore match, it's four, I think. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Let's say you, DW. I give the Endic Man four stars. Uh, yeah. Practically I just the fact with Taker's uh, transformation <laughs> on um, uh, changes luck, going short hair, like really like I think he. I think this is when he was starting to get even more like like slimmer, like because when he came back as the biker gimmick, he really wasn't all in shape, but then. Yeah, he was, rocking, he, he was really taking this heel persona uh, seriously, kind of being like uh, what Reigns is trying to do now as being like, this is like my art. I'm, I'm the boss like type of deal. And for some reason, he he, uh, hand, he basically cherry picked RVD as his first victim. Yeah. Yeah. They said, you know, they knew they had something in RVD when The Undertaker was like, I want him. And they're like, all right. And he. uh he did great, and they said the Undertaker came backstage smiling because he loves it when somebody takes it to him. And man, them them freaking feet will—I mean, just ask Abyss—he got his front teeth knocked out by him. Just being able to do the stuff like on the floor too, just like, shows you what uh, pain threshold RVD has. Oh, I know, and he's still going to this day. So smoke if you got him, <laughs> and he does. Uh, <laughs> After the match, The Undertaker has a look on his face like, what the hell just happened, as he staggers away with the hardcore title. Back in Ric Flair's office, he's on his cell phone again, and gets interrupted again, but this time by Chris Jericho. Jericho says that Ric Flair and no one else thinks that he can win tonight, but he's beaten The Rock twice, and tonight, he will be the man. Jericho says tomorrow night on Raw, he wants Ric Flair to crown him the undisputed champion. Flair says tomorrow night... He will walk down that aisle and crown someone the undisputed champion. And then we go to this. It's Trish Stratus defending the WWF women's title against Jacqueline. Uh, This one went about three and a half minutes. (sighs) After about 30 seconds into this one, the crowd chants, we want puppies. After a sloppy as hell struggle, they called uh, that they called a match. Uh, Trish Stratus finally pins Jacqueline with a backslide. This was not the Trish Stratus that we all know and love uh, in ring. Uncle Dave gave it a quarter of a star. I gave it a half a star. Sucked! What say you, Greg? 
A whole star. Yeah. What say you, DW? Uh, one star. Uh, she wasn't there yet, but getting there. Well, she I, she may not have been all the way there, but she was all the way live. I'll say that. Yes, and that that transition that transition from diva to uh, wrestler wasn't quite there yet until like maybe like uh, the Toronto in WrestleMania 18, I guess. But yeah, not too, not, not too far off. Not too far off. Yeah, she put in the work and. I mean, she she improved greatly. Now she's it, it freaking paid off, awesome. Yeah, paid off big immensely. She's uh she's gonna be at a house show in a couple of weeks. I'm telling you, We're getting her and Sasha in Dallas. That'll that'll get me excited for multiple reasons. So looking forward to that. But in WWF New York, Rikishi's on the stage holding a mic. He says there for a bit he thought he'd have he'd have to have Vince McMahon's head surgically removed from his ass. <laughs> I like how we get reminded of this like 10 times throughout the night, by the way. Uh, he then says that now that the, the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club is officially closed, he's ready to back that ass up again. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Banzai. Do you remember that song he did on uh, WWF Originals called Back That Ass Up? Uh, put a little ass on it, but yeah, sitting in the oh, yeah, oh, that was it. Fagely. Yeah, put a little ass on it. Yeah. Oh, lucky you. Put a little ass on it. There you go. It's nice, nice smooth R and B hit. Anyway, uh, we what now go. Smooth R and B. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is funny. But we now get Stone Cold Steve Austin defending the WWF World Title against Kurt Cold Angle Stone. in about 15 minutes. Uh, Stone Cold fresh, freshly face again. Kurt Angle's freshly heel again. I love the singlet that Kurt's wearing, by the way, where uh, it's like it looks like a red singlet's ripping off, and under it is like a striped singlet. But Kurt works works the leg a lot during this one. He even does a figure four around the ring post, a la Bret Hart at one point. Kurt honestly dominates the majority of this match. Austin. Hits five German suplexes in a row on Angle, making turnabout fair play. Angle then hits an Angle slam. Austin kicks out. Angle tries again, but Austin hits the stunner instead for the three count. Uncle Dave gave it three and a half stars. I gave it three. What say you, Greg? Three. DW? Four. Wow. That was it was damn good. Uh, we got a, a, a great psychology uh, with both because obviously you know what, what you could do with Austin. Just uh, just seeing Austin like wrestle, just seeing what like a great like psychologist Austin you know you know was right you know, throughout that match and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we and, and, angle too. Yeah, not to spoil anything, but we got three great title matches on this card. So uh, world title matches that is. <laughs> We now go into the locker room of Trish Stratus, who is in wearing nothing but a towel and putting on lip gloss. Test literally kicks in the door and says that he's going to make her the luckiest woman on earth by giving her a congratulations kiss. He talks about how strong and good looking he is, and Trish laughs at him. He gets offended and asks, "What are you, one of those chicks where you're gonna, or where you're just a tease?" He then asks if she's going to rat on him. Uh, and try to get him fired, reminding her that he won immunity on SmackDown, so he can't be fired for a whole year. Trish then goes off. 
Oh, is it Survivor? Okay. That's Survivor Series. Uh, Trish goes off on him and shoves Test out of her locker room. Was he attempting sexual assault? Like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> what the hell was going on here? Yikes. <sighs> yeah. Well, let's take our second to last break. When we come back, because these two, these last two matches are tied together. So we'll just cover them all at, or cover them both at once. When we come back, is the last two matches of the card right after this. Follow us on Twitter at main event underscore marks, Instagram at main event underscore marks, and at main event collector, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around, TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts. Go to our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. This one is for the newly crowned world heavyweight title. They dropped the WCW off of it officially. It is The Rock defending against Chris Jericho in about 19 minutes. At one point, Jericho tries to rock bottom The Rock through an announce table, but The Rock blocks it. And puts Jericho through the table with a DDT. Back in the ring, Jericho reverses a rock bottom attempt into the breakdown. Jericho tries to hit the people's elbow, but the rock trips him and tries to lock in the sharpshooter. But Jericho reverses it into his own sharpshooter. The rock gets out and eventually hits the rock bottom. But now Vince McMahon runs to the ring to distract the referee from seeing the cover. The rock punches him off the apron, goes for the people's elbow and puts Vin- and then pulls Vince into the ring and beats him up. Jericho low blows the rock behind the referee's back, hits the rock bottom on him, and actually pins the rock with his own move. Uncle Dave gave this 
four stars. I gave it three and a half. What about you, Greg? Three. Yeah, it was uh, damn good. I, I I really, really loved this match, but I don't know. I felt like everybody was trying to use each other's moves throughout the night, which got a little annoying. Uh, what's the UDW? I give it three and a half. It was a good match, uh, but I honestly thought like their first match uh, where Jericho beat The Rock for the then WCW Heavyweight Title um, before the Survivor Series. Just I like out of that, pretty much pretty much out of nowhere. But still, like Rock and Jericho, they're they were they got great chemistry. Like just working like you know from from start to finish. Oh yeah, I love so these you, two in the ring you can't, together. You, you can't complain really. So I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, well, just as Jericho is holding up the world title, the glass shatters and Stone Cold Steve Austin limps out to the ring as Jericho looks shocked as hell and worried. Austin wants to get going right away. But before the match starts, Kurt Angle runs in and blasts Austin in the face with a chair. The Rock then runs in and hits the rock bottom on Chris Jericho before chasing Kurt Angle to the back. We now get Chris Jericho versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Undisputed World Heavyweight title in about 12 and a half minutes. The match officially starts with a double down. This one's all action from the beginning, even though both guys are hurting. It's obvious from the beginning that the ref is letting them do whatever they want because they brawl all around the ring forever without a count out. The ref gets bumped and Jericho hits Austin with a stunner. Vince McMahon then gets Nick Patrick to come out to the ring. Unfortunately, he didn't have that sweet, sweet mullet. But Ric Flair drag. <laughs> yeah, I know. No mullet, me no care. No neck brace. Yeah. But uh, Ric Flair drags Patrick out of the ring and knocks him out. Big man then punches Flair and throws him face first into the ring post. Austin then beats up McMahon. And Austin locks Jericho into the walls of Jericho. And Jericho taps. But the ref... Uh, both of the refs are still down. Booker T now runs in with the WWF title, and he blasts Austin in the back of the head. Jericho finally pins Austin, and Earl Hebner wakes up to count the pinfall, giving Jericho the win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it Trace. What say you, Greg? I gave it three as well. You like this one? Yeah. What about you, DW? I give it three. This was, was a little fact. Austin good, good, good ending, fact. That's why much, Booker had to use the title, by the way. <laughs> wait, wait, he he forgot the title. You said, <laughs> yeah, and that's why Booker had to bring it out and hit him with it. I was wondering <laughs> about that. I was like, why does he not have the title? You know, the title that's on the effing line. Right I now. was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. next thing I know, I see Booker running through the through the what, crowd what the with it, and I'm like, <laughs> what does he have the title? <laughs> like, did Booker steal it? Like, what's going on? Ugh. Uh, but but after the match, Vince McMahon backs his way onto the stage and laughs out loud for a long time while Chris Jericho poses on the ramp with the WWF World Title and World Heavyweight Title. Confetti drops from the ceiling. So we hear whistling of pyro, but we don't see any. Uh, this ends the show. And it's going to take us into our final break. When we come back, we're going to do final ratings and tell you what's to come next week right after this. Follow us on Twitter at main event underscore marks, Instagram at main event underscore marks, and at main event collector, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. 
That's right. Yeah. yeah got the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way it? back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... K-A-S-T. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Looking for a particular truck part? Then look no further. The Rush Truck Center's All Makes Parts catalog features more than 16,000 of the most popular All Makes Parts from top suppliers in the industry and with quality brands you know and trust. And at 164 full-color pages, this is their biggest catalog yet. Our friends at Rush Truck Centers have great deals for you all year long. Check out their monthly parts and service specials in-store and online. And when you're ready to order, shop online with Parts Connect at RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts. Go to our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Final time today. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gives this 7.3 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 8.05 out of 10. I gave it an 8 out of 10 for a B. What about you, Greg? C+. Plus. Well, you, what do you say, DW? I go 8 out of 10. It was good. Yeah, I really like this one for a quote-unquote throwaway pay-per-view, you know, of vengeance. I mean... More than half of this card is uh, well above average. So the other half is like, whatever. But you can skip that stuff if you really want to. The end of the show is great. So go check that out. But that uh, that winds us down here real quick. Uh, DW, you want to promote yourself at all? Um, right now I'm just uh, on Instagram, uh, the Devo Fly. And um, yeah, that's Go from there. <laughs> yeah, go check him out. He's a musician, correct? Yes, uh, yeah. sound designer, um, avid nerd of uh, various selective stuff. So pro wrestling is yeah. one of them. Yeah, if you want to talk wrestling with him or music or anything else, go hit him up. And uh, always hit us up as well. You can see all of our social media and whatnot on linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Real quick, next week we are doing something that's only five years old. We are covering one of the most recent shows we've ever done. It is WWE TLC 2016. You excited for that one, Greg? A little bit. I haven't watched it back yet. 
Neither have I. I'm actually going to watch that tomorrow. I'm excited to uh, see what I forgot. But yeah, next week, uh, I guess we can finally drop it because it's only a week away. Our Wednesday show on the 22nd, a few days before Christmas, is TNA Final Resolution 2011 for the 10-year anniversary. And the December bonus show, freaking bonus, first time ever, we've scored an interview, our first interview, that is, on Christmas. We're dropping an interview with the great John Arezzi. So that's going to be our bonus show of the month. Very excited for that. And, uh, yeah, and then we're going to close out the month, December 29th, the WCW Starcade 1998, the one that ends with a cattle prod. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, sir, here's a blank check with my name signed on it. Put whatever dollar amount you feel that you deserve on it, and I will pay it. But all right, well, thanks for joining us today, DW. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, and thank you for uh, joining joining me today, Greg. Mm -hmm. We'll see you all next week with WWE TLC 2016. Later on. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.